This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, how about a weekend pod here on the Illini Inquirer podcast? There's so much happening, so much to react to, mostly with Illinois football, since Illinois basketball has such a long off period here between games. But uh, Brett Bielema certainly is giving us plenty to chew over, and uh, that's given us plenty of people to talk to. Uh, Hopefully you've enjoyed the last couple podcasts, breaking down some of the newest Illini staff members, including uh, a couple guys who were at NC State, and Corey Smith gave us great insight into George McDonald, the new Illini wide receivers coach, and Aaron Henry, the new Illini defensive backs coach. And we also uh, talked with... Billy Embody of SMU site here at 24-7 Sports about Kevin Kane, who was a defense coordinator there, now the outside linebackers coach at Illinois. And uh, what an impressive staff, uh, I think, that Brett Bingham has put together, at least on paper. We'll see how this all works out, but I think you got to be pretty happy with how Brett Bielema used that $5 million salary pool. I think uh, he made the most of it, and uh, he's got some pretty impressive pretty experienced uh, staff members, including several who have called plays uh, at the FBS level and the Power 5 level. So really enjoyed catching up with those guys. And yesterday's news, Jafar Armstrong, the latest Illini transfer commit, the fifth transfer commit so far for Brett Bielma to add to the 2021 roster. He certainly boosts the wide receiver core, which needed it. And of course, earlier in the week, Eddie Smith, the Alabama defensive back committed as well. So you get two talent upgrades from two of the best programs in the country. Two guys who you know were struggling to get playing time there recently, but obviously talented. Both former top 500 prospects. Uh, and Illinois certainly needs a boost at both those places. So Tim O'Malley from our Irish Illustrated site broke down Jafar Armstrong. Go back, listen to that one. It's a quick listen, but a great listen uh, as well. But today, I wanted to catch up with someone you guys all love listening to, understandably so, because I love talking to Jay Lehman. Uh, great analyst for Big Ten Network. Uh, not only has great personality, is really engaging, but I also think he's unbelievably good at explaining football and some complex football terminology and all that to the average fan. Uh, so I always enjoy catching up with Jay. But as you guys know, on this podcast midseason, Jay was not happy. And uh, he deserved to not be happy with what was happening with his Illinois football program. And know uh, since then, with the guys on the drive, Derek Piper and, and Lante, he shared that uh, he interviewed uh, or offered to interview with Lovey Smith for a linebacker's job before he hired his son. And Lovey basically said, I already got my guy lined up, and we understand it was his son. And obviously that did not work out for Lovey and, uh, you know, among many other, you know, issues that were happening. But Jay is is a beloved Illini figure. Um, he could have had a future, I think, in this profession if he chose to, and Jay has contemplated that. Um, but he has not gotten into that. But we do talk about it here on the podcast because I know Jay was somebody that even though he doesn't have experience uh, as a coach, his personality, his football intelligence could make him 
you know, a roll of the dice guy that you think could have a very bright future as a coach. Uh, but he talked with me about how he had discussions with Brett Bielema. I don't know if there was job discussions there, but he sat down with Brett Bielema and Ryan Walters and got insight into the program. And Jay is fired up about what the staff brings to the table, what defensively they bring to the table, what recruiting they bring to the table. So I think Josh Whitman knew he needed to make this move for his program. He needed a reset. He needed more energy. And the guy with the most energy in the world that I know, Jay Lehman, seems like he's re-energized about this program. So I have a conversation about 20-so minutes with Jay Lehman about what he thinks about Brett Bielma, his talks with him about football, about recruiting, about what this program needs, and just what it means to him that Brett and Ryan Walters and some of these guys sat down with Jay in recent weeks to discuss all of this. My conversation with Jay Lehman coming up next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back into the Illini Inquirer podcast. And uh, I know we chatted with this guy during the season. He was hot, and he should have been, over his Illinois football program. I figured we'd catch up with him now that Brett Bielma is the head coach. Brett Bielma has a staff. So, Illini great, Jay Lehman. How you feeling about Illinois football now? I feel more optimistic about Illinois football than I have in a very long time, probably since – since Ron Zook took over when I was playing, where there was a fresh energy uh, to the program that I don't think has been there in a in a long, long time. So I feel very good. I really do, and I know we'll get into it more, feel really good about some of the moves he's made and why. Um, and I had a chance to sit down with Brett a couple times and hear his vision for the program, and I'm excited about it. Well, take me into that. What happened? Did you, I mean, people were upset Jay Lehman's not an assistant here, Jay. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, you know, to be honest, I, I, you know, I, I wanted to see what Brett was all about for this program just because I care a lot about it. And um, I came away just so impressed. Um, obviously, we know about the pedigree, where he's been, uh, what he, where he's coached at, who he's coached under. But when I got to hear his plan, of first winning the West, what the type of players they need to do to win the West is, um, how intriguing it is that the team that won the West in the Big Ten had, you know, three wins last year. I think that's intriguing, you know, Um, in in Northwestern. And so, you know, in talking about how, you know, you got to be able to play defense, you got to be able to run the ball. So just hearing his, his philosophy, also hearing his philosophy about how they're going to recruit the state, uh, where they have recruiting relationships, 
And, you know, talking to talking to him too about what I can do to help the program. And I just want to, you know, set the record straight. I know people are like, oh, we need to have Jay Layman as a coach and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I have made the decision personally. I, did I reach out to Levy Smith at, at, at time and offer to be a linebacker coach? I did. But I wanted to let you, you know, and, yeah. you know, all the readers and fans know that uh, it was my choice uh, to, to say, you know, uh, and, and I let Brett know this, and there wasn't any offer or anything, so let's just get that out there, uh, that I wanted to uh, – I really like the lifestyle that I have with my family. Yeah. I have three kids. Uh, they're young. They're all under nine years old. Uh, I've had you know a great sales career, which has provided me a lot of time freedom, and I get to be part of the Big Ten Network. I get to follow games, and uh, I had to make a decision – um, you know, in the last two or three years, you know, if there was an opportunity that came up, would I want to pursue it yeah. and would I want to walk down that line? And I think if there's ever a time to do that, it would be now, uh, especially with a guy like Ryan Walters, a defensive coordinator, and Andy Boo, who, who I've known because I've done games with him at, you know, covered games at Maryland and Rutgers when he was there. I made the decision that just for my lifestyle, that uh, my, my, my time in Illinois football is very special, uh, but I will not uh, at least currently or now or in the near future to be a coach there. And that was my decision. So yeah. I don't want you to think like, you know, Jay was begging for a job and they, they, they said, no, I just want to make that, make that clear. That, I mean, that is a huge decision, Jay, as someone with a young family like yourself, like right. I, I'm not qualified to be a coach like you are. Um, but what the path to get into that is gotta be tough because, you know, I don't know how many people would offer you without any, you know, high coaching experience at a big 10 assistant job right away, even though right. you, you, you certainly could kill it on the recruiting trail and you certainly know your football. Like you got to go all in on that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's an all in thing. And, uh, you know, one thing I think that people questioned about, uh, the prior staff was, are, are they working hard? I mean, <laughs> I mean, where are they? Are they living in Champaign? Are they recruiting? Are they taking trips back to their home state? I think, those were always questions lingering. I, I want to put all those questions to bed that in my talks with Brett, he is an old fashioned hog farmer grinder. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to get up at 4.30 and get there and at 4.30 a.m. and he's going to leave at 11 p.m. and he's going to set the standard and I think most assistant coaches are going to follow that. Now, in my life, for where I'm at with having two or three meals a day with my kids and largely working from home and doing a lot of different things, uh, that would be a drastic shock for me, yeah. you know? Uh, so I made the decision just for my lifestyle. Uh, I don't envy the coaches on what they have to go to. I think it's especially to develop a program and develop relationships for a team. But it was twofold for me. One, it, it clarified for me, like, I don't know if I can make that leap for me. Uh, and I had thought about it uh, because of, you know, the stuff I've got going on currently right now. And then number two, uh, it showed me the commitment that Brett has to building this program and especially to get it back up to competitive status uh, quicker than what the other rebuilds have been and what his staff is, is going to do. And, and got a chance to sit down with uh, Ryan Walters, and I got a chance to hear what, what, what he talked. You know, I wanted to hear what his philosophy was and came across just uh, I think he'll be a head coach in two or three years. Mm -hmm. I think he'll, uh, he's a rising star. And I think that he's very teachable and humble. So I got a chance to really get an inside view of it and because uh, I wanted to see who these guys were, and uh, it, it was great. Well, and they received you, Jay, which I don't want to overlook that. Like, 
You know, they gave you time and like it seems like the alumni um, and Brett had a big Zoom call with everybody. I know Lovey had done some of that earlier, but it seems like they're embracing that part of the job as well. So what that mean to you that those guys did sit down with you and, and talk to you and, and gave you that time of day? Yeah, I got to meet Brett uh, in person at a uh, at a media stop when he kind of did his first rounds through Champagne. He said immediately, he said, well, let's just sit down for an hour. Let's chat. And we get to chat and talk about uh, the program and, and what, you know, what what was an alumni's perspective? And uh, I have felt so honored by Brett Bielema. I know he's done a number of Zoom calls with alumni, but he's also, he's, he he made it a uh, and we saw it with George McDonald. You know, he, he made it a, an emphasis to to try to hire alumni uh, to to bridge that gap as well. Uh, but he realizes it's like, dude, we we've got to build this community up. We've got to build the alumni up. We've got to build the state up. Uh, this is a Big Ten university. This is Big Ten football. This is the biggest show uh, in most Midwest towns. Like this is it. This is it, and Illinois can be that, and I think Illinois can be good. And um, I, I just sensed a real sense of belief that he could win here, and this could be his last stop, and he wants it to be his last stop, which he's mentioned. So I can tell you there's relief from alumni. I think there is a great balance of young and old on the staff of, of teachers and go-getters and recruiters, and uh, I just think I – don't, I don't think you could have a, a more positive outlook from a guy – uh, in his first month, uh, from what we came from yeah. to what we have now, we have a true college football coach, and uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, Jay, I mean, he's been a breath of fresh air. I think you as a salesperson have to love that like he embraces being a salesperson, which I just don't think Lovey right. Smith ever did, uh, and I think you have right. to be uh, at this level. So when you when you met with him, like, what were your big questions, or what kind of advice did you give him? I just think my my thing is, uh, you know, one, as far as advice, uh, it was more just contextual to what Illinois is. Of course, a guy like me is not going to go in there and tell him how to run a program, right? <laughs> uh, but it was more it was more contextual to this is what's been missing uh, and this is what it could be. And I just I, I shared him the brief history of just being a lifelong Illini fan. And I, I wasn't alive, uh, you know, in Mike White's glory days, but. Um, you know, really going back to the 1960s, we, we haven't been a consistent winner in Illinois since, since Ray Elliott in the 50s. And, you know, uh, it was built up under Pete Elliott in the 60s, Rose Bowl, uh, slush fund, downfall, uh, dark ages for 15 years. And then Mike White comes and Rose Bowl, um, some recruiting stuff and kind of a dark ages for 15 years. And then Sugar Bowl and, 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 and Zook and, you know, uh, and then a downfall. And, uh, just no one's been able to do it consistent. And I think we're looking for a consistent winner, uh, number one. Uh, number two, uh, we're looking for alumni uh, family relationships. Uh, I personally not only want to build up the community, I want to create, you know, Northwestern has a phenomenal, has a phenomenal uh, what they call, you know, player mentor program where if a guy wants to get into uh, sales or real estate or accounting, uh, let's pair him up with a former football player and uh, let's get him mentored up in that way uh, so that we can get those guys a first job out of school. Um, let, let's let's make this a family atmosphere where, where guys feel welcome and they feel part of the program and they feel that they can really approach Brett. And the one thing I think a lot of head coaches uh, don't have uh, is they're not approachable. 
they, they, they're kind of aloof. Um, you know, I can name a couple, but you can just, mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, some of these high profile, high strung coaches seem approachable. Brett seems very approachable to me and was very approachable. And so have the coaches uh, on his staff been. So that's what I came at him from. I think from him, uh, just looking at, Hey, he's from the state. He's recruited the state for years. He's had success at other Midwest schools, uh, you know, in proximity and, um, you know, has the ties to get certain athletes out of different other states. And, and, I, and I think, too, on a broader scale, this is a guy that played, I believe, you know, a top 20 SEC team, uh, 14 conference games in a row. Mm-hmm. And um, you can knock his record at, at Arkansas for sure. And, he, and, and I think he's been – what came across for me, he's learned a lot from that. He's been humbled. And he, he's, he's got a much clearer picture of things as, as a family kind of started since then. Um, but I think the Big Ten West is a little bit different animal than having to play uh, Auburn, Alabama, and, and LSU and, yep. and A&M every year. You know, that's a little bit – it's a little bit different animal, and I think he knows the type of player that we're looking for. What we're looking for is 6'2 to 6'5, a uh, rangy athlete that's somewhere between 220 and 260 that can play tight end, linebacker, H-back, um, defensive end, and a lot of special teams, which is largely what Iowa and Wisconsin have built their team around. Yeah. If you look at what they're what they have, and so, um, and I think you're starting to see that in, in who they're recruiting and what they're doing. So, I'm giving a lot of long-winded answers today, Jeremy, That's but great. there's a lot to talk about. No, I can, I can sense your excitement too, and it is. It's a uh, it's it's a new era, and uh, they are making some changes, whether it's schematically to the roster. Um, but Jay, I want to ask you this too, because Lovey decided. Um, and it looks wrong in in the long term here. Of, now we get to look back that he was going to play all these young guys. He was just going to scratch everything, start from scratch, and play a bunch of young guys. And that didn't work. It, it set the program back, and he struggled to recruit after that. Um, Brett had this once in a hopefully lifetime opportunity to bring back that first recruiting back class by Lovey Smith due to the pandemic, due to the eligibility rule. And boy, he he brings a lot of these guys back. He he retained a lot of them, recruited a lot of them to come back. Um, and right. I think he at least has. I've I've said this. I'm not going to say Illinois is definitely making a bowl game, but I think they have a chance to be competitive and have a chance to make a bowl game in his first year with all these guys back. So, what do you think? Is is that right, or how how well do you think he can do in his first season here? Well, I think it's a huge advantage for a rebuild to have. Uh, especially offensive linemen and, and defensive linemen returning. Those are really the – I mean, obviously, everybody wanted Kendrick Green and Hanson to return. They did not. But also to have Peters return, those key pieces, uh, those things that take a long time to develop, I think that's going to be huge. I know other schools have had other players return, but I think that can accelerate the rebuild, number one. Uh, I also – you're also seeing uh, – I think C, – I might get the names right around here, but C.J. Hart out of uh, yeah. NC State. And, uh, you know, which is a Dave Dorn connection. And uh, also uh, Eddie Smith out of Alabama, which was sounds like a Ryan Walters connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two guys instantly make the defense better. Do I think, I think C.J. Hart was playing, a, a playing a, a behind a really good player at NC State. I think, obviously, there's really good players at Alabama. And, uh, you know, it would be a three possible three-year player for, for Illinois. I think those players come in and make Illinois better on the defensive side, not just in skill, but in, in mentality. So I think, and we're not done with the transfer portal 
as well. They know they have areas they need to fill. Um, but they're excited about some of the roster. Just talking to them, you know, I got to sit down with um, with Andy Boo. Uh, and I know a lot of people don't know Andy, but Andy was a, a DC at, at Nevada when they were good in the 2000s. Um, uh, he was at Stanford, and I think DC a little bit there uh, with Harbaugh, and uh, was Brett 2011, and then you know was DJ Durkin's DC, but before stuff kind of hit the fan with the the Jordan McNair death in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a very – I got to see Andy Boo in really tough circumstances in 2018. Um, going through that where Durkin, you know, was removed and, and also at Rutgers where Chris Ash, I think, got fired in week four and, and Boo was the was the D.C. And, and, you know, I had to work through a tough situation there. And so I got to see him be uh, – you know, it, it's easy to, to, to come across as a great person when, you know, stuff is – going great but when stuff is hit the fan he, he never changed it was always about the players so i was actually really excited when he was able to get andy boo over here as a veteran coach as the linebacker coach i celebrate that but i'm a big fan of andy boo yeah and man jay talk about defense and i i think we'll see probably a transition of what they do i think the word to use would say multiple um whether it's four three four two five three four whatever it is um but it, it, they did build up that staff, man. What is there now? Three defensive coordinators um, on that staff. I mean, you got right. Brett as yeah. well, but Kevin Kane from SMU is uh, right. an exclamation point of a final hire, in my opinion. You mentioned Andy Boo a lot. And Ryan Walters, uh, you sat and met with. Just what do you make of the defensive staff, especially he was able to put together? Yeah, I know. I think that's, I, I think it was a, it's a true college staff, number one. Right, and they're, they're college coaches. They're experienced. First off, he knew he needed to get a better offensive coordinator. First hire was Tony Peterson, and he told me there's there a method to my madness of how I, I, I like to get certain pieces in place first. And uh, he wanted Tony. I played against Tony's offenses. Um, I believe it was at Minnesota from '99 to 07 or 06 when when Mason um, left, uh, or got, I should say fired, but. Uh, you know, they ran the ball great, uh, really with the zone blocking scheme. But, you know, he's evolved that somewhat. But they also had a great, great play action as well with uh, a couple of receivers, Aaron Hosack and Ernie Wheelwright. I remember playing against those guys. I mean, they, they had a great play action off of that and some passing games. So, and that's evolved since then, obviously, since being at App State. So I'm excited about that, um, number one. But Ryan Walters, um, you know, I got a chance to look at some of the film that he had uh, at Missouri. Not not so much the 2019 film, as that was a little bit. Uh, they lost a lot, and they obviously had some COVID issues. But the 2018 film, when they had a, a pretty salty defense, and uh, you know, he just said offenses are so creative. Uh, we have to do, we have to be able to do multiple things, not a, like the kitchen sink stuff, but like multiple things and we have to be able to disguise you know one thing that Illinois was was pretty bad at was disguising what they were in they were they, you know they, they were just sitting what they're in and cover three or cover two or, or man free and it's pretty easy for a decent college quarterback to, to pick that apart with certain routes and he showed me some different sets where it looks exactly like cover three but it's actually cover two and there's no way for a quarterback to know and he's making quarterbacks have wrong errors and so i i think he's a brilliant mind realizes that to stop the zone read to stop the rpo uh there's stuff we have to do um you know i think a guy like eddie smith is so critical because 
to stop an RPO these days, people are going to man-to-man coverage because if I'm in zone, I'm reading linemen, I'm reading, is it run or pass? If I'm in man, I'm reading my man. And so the premium on a man-to-man uh, defensive back, nickelback, or uh, linebacker that can cover in space in man-to-man coverage is at a premium because the RPO has really taken over. And so I think he's going to want to do that. If you don't have the personnel to do that, you got to mix in some different things. So I like his methodology and just talking with him and where he's at because I don't think there's been any more innovation in any sport than in the offenses of college football over the past 15 years, and you have to be up on the innovation. Well, Jay, this is fantastic stuff. I just had a few more for you. Um, sure, yeah, we we got we we got a couple. We got ten minutes left. Okay, so if you yeah. Need to fire away. We're good. Yeah, I just had had a few more. Um, as a recruiter, um, you know, obviously you talked about in state and the importance of that, but you got to recruit everywhere. But what do you think about what Brett Bielma can do? He he seems to be saying and and doing the right thing so far. Well, one, I think he's he's approachable. Um, I think, you know. He's had been at places where they just don't get players uh, ready-made. You just don't. At Iowa, they don't get them ready-made. Wisconsin usually doesn't get them ready-made. K-State has been largely a junior college destination for for JUCO players. Um, So I think, number one, he knows you have to develop. Number two, he really understands – that the most important thing is the people. That's something that Zook knew, uh, that it was the people make a place and, and trying to sell that. But now he's got a much better facility than Zook has. And, and I think, um, you know, the biggest difference I see too in, in Brett is he's not just a, a, has the personality. He, this guy's got a calculated plan. It's not just like, let's go, 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 or if we build it, they will come. He, he's got a calculated plan uh, on who he wants to hire on his staff, who he wants to recruit, why he wants to recruit them. Uh, I, I think that that McCray recruit out of uh, Alabama uh, is is a prototype of what Brett wants to do. Um, you know, wants to find those bodies in that build uh, because they're so versatile and you can win in the Big Ten West with them. And you got to win the West before you can win the Big Ten Championship and, and so on and so forth. So I think he's calculated. I think he's personable. I think he's got the long-term contract. I think he's got a, a great mix of coaches along with the building and administration that obviously fully supports him and Josh Whitman and co. So it's got every of the makings of stuff coming together. Jade, what was the biggest difference you had from going from a, you know, a guy with an NFL background, like Ron Turner, even though he'd been there so long to a guy like Ron Zook, like what, what was the biggest change for you? Oh, wow. There's a lot of changes. Uh, I think the biggest thing was uh, Ron Turner was all about execution. Uh, you know, we're going to do 10 plays. And we're going to do them right in this period. But Ron Zook was like, listen, I don't care. I want you to execute, but I want you to go fast. I want you not to worry about where you get 20 plays into this. And whether they're good or bad, I'm going to coach you up on film. And, um, you know, I think that works if you have smart players, Right. Because if you have smart players, you can go really, really fast and you can get people lined up. And I think we had a lot of smart players in 2007. I think if you're going to go really fast, you better have some great coaches on the field um, because you got to know what you're doing and you got to know it right. Uh, know, know it, know it, you know, know it cold. And so I think that was the biggest difference. Um, 
in, in what they did and just the expectations on recruiting I know were were much higher under Ron Zook on, on how to get guys here. And I remember guys, coaches going out on after Thursday practice, usually that's kind of a, the family night for coaches. He would make coaches fly out on Thursday night, recruit, get back on Friday night before a game or Saturday morning of the game, and then go coach. Um, was that the best thing to do and for coaches' clarity, for coaching a game? Maybe not, but that's what that's what they believed in. That was great stuff with Jay Lehman. Um, our pod, our connection kind of got messed up later on as we were signing off, um, but that was the last question I basically had for him, so there's no great sign-off uh, for this one as we had some technical issues there, but great stuff from Jay Lehman, as always. And, you know, it's an interesting you know thought process of a guy like Jay Lehman who – is successful at what he does, uh, being a real estate agent, um, being a salesman like he is, um, and he's got a young family. And the decision you have to make of whether you really want to go uh, into the coaching industry, because if you do that, like Jay's talking about, you got to be all in. And to go from, you know, if you're raised in this industry and that's the first thing you do and your family understands that, but it's a huge jolt if you're like Jay and you're going from, being home a lot, you know, you're busy with work and all those things, but you're home, you're accessible to your kids, you see your kids all the time. So this profession where I, I think you don't need to spend 16 hours a day in the office, but there's kind of a demand to, and you feel like you're letting people down if you're not. And this is a very competitive industry. Um, and to go from that lifestyle to coaching lifestyle, that can be tough. That, that can be really tough. you got to be all, all in on it. Um, and, you know, a guy like Nathan Shieldhouse, you know, I remember people kept asking him, are you going to be a coach? And it made sense when he was a player. You know, are you going to be a coach? Because he just had all those coaching tendencies. And he ends up being a coach, but he did not want to do it for the longest time because of that lifestyle, because of seeing all these coaches get fired uh, at Illinois. He's like, that, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to live that kind of life? But I think at some point, Nate was just, and we've talked about this with Nate, you're just drawn into it because you love football, you love developing young men and and helping them be successful, not only on the field, but in life, and then just the relationships you build. And then just being a part of sport and being a part of something bigger than you like that and winning games and all that comes with it, being on the inside of something that so many people want to be on the inside of. Um I think is is really exciting and it, it's a really cool life if you can find success doing it right so uh, we'll see if Jay eventually gets into it but uh, he's pretty good at what he does and um, Illinois would be lucky to have him if they ever have him but uh, I think Jay is making a pretty cool family decision as well with that all right hope you enjoyed that we'll get to more football discussion later next week hoping to have a little bit more of uh, basketball podcast at some point as well we'll get piper back on here break down what we think of Illinois basketball so far and, and dive into maybe some recruiting things he's got a great story on luke goody today luke goody goes for 41 points on friday night and hits 10 threes derek talked to him about his senior season and it seems like luke goody's going to get a bump back up in the rankings according to our guy eric bossy uh so those of you that think he should get a bump i think that's coming at some point because he's having a really really good senior season playing more of what his role will be in college and I think he's a guy that can make uh, an immediate impact as, as a shooter long wing guy next year um, but he's a very smart intelligent basketball player very skilled uh, as well and pretty big 
big kid. So uh, get the latest on, on uh, Luke Goody from Derek Piper up at 24-7. Got a huge mailbag out there right now this morning as well. And uh, we'll have some coverage of Illinois wrestling and volleyball coming up as well. I know Joey Wagner's working on some big features here in the works. And then uh, I got more Illinois football recruiting. I'm typing up some VIP notes here uh, very shortly. So we'll have a huge busy weekend here and busy week ahead because I know we're going to be able to talk to uh, some Illinois transfers uh, who have come in and who are now enrolled at Illinois. That's apparently the word. And uh, also talk to the newest coaches. So we'll have plenty coming up this week, even with uh, Illinois basketball pause for the time being because these other programs are paused. But uh, no basketball game uh, in the middle of the week, no non-conference game. We'll wait for Iowa, which we know everyone will be pumped up for. Uh, and both, both sides of that matchup will be very, very pumped up for that matchup. All right, if you don't have VIP subscription to Illini Enquirer, I highly encourage you uh, to try us out for a month because you can get us VIP subscription for $1 for the first month of access. So you might want to sign up for that. Also, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, review us. We appreciate when you do that. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.